Welcome to the Beantown Bully Podcast. I'm your host, Basha. Let's get right into it. Now, Marvel is doing some funny shit. Now, I don't really fuck with Miss Marvel. I haven't actually gave it a shot. I'm going to come back around and watch all these shits. But they didn't feel appealing. Like, there wasn't a must-watch for me. Same thing with She-Hulk. It looked like straight trash. But, gotta give it a watch. I gotta... Put some eyes on before I judge it too harshly. But I'm like, eh. It's not showing me. It's not something that's forced me. I'm like, yo, I need to watch this. It looks like trash. And most likely is going to be like trash. Everyone is already saying it's trash. But can't believe in everyone. Because people's opinions are very fickle. So I got to watch it myself. But the homie. The homie for. The homie. Blade, the shit that started the MCU. Okay, it didn't start it, but it was probably its biggest, biggest MCU movie at the time. They're not showing this movie any type of love. I don't know what the fuck is going on over there, Marvel. Mashard, Mashali, Mashar, Mashali, Mashar, Mashali Ali, and his Blade franchise. Is just going, it's going, in, it's going down the drain. I don't know what the fuck is happening over there. Marvel's put a pause on it. They're talking about the script was so trash. He was like, you know, I'm not even shooting this garbage. Now, is Marvel running out of ideas? They're doing a lot of side stories. Maybe they're moving too quickly on things. Maybe they're, the whole spending all this money and all these things. Is people, are they just putting things together? Just because? Because the story's so bad that the main actor doesn't want to be in it. It says something. Going through writers, script writers, directors, going through all that shit. What is happening with this? Now, I kind of... Is it a Marvel issue overall? Yeah, think about it. Marvel's last couple four years have been... Eh. I'm just going on based off the TV shows. Uh, the last thing that they had was the Spider-Man movie, which it was all right. I get it, it hit me like the first Spider-Man one, but it was it was all right, you know. But I expected a lot more. Now back to Blade, they're shutting down production temporarily. They say pushing the movie back. They're gonna start back up production in November 2023. What does that say? I want to know how bad it is. Like, the summer has to leak the script because this shit sounds crazy. But here's the, here's the, here's the problem. Marvel's not going to go on to that rated R type shit. Or they're not even going to go close to it. They might need to for the sheer fact is Deadpool's coming back out with Deadpool 3. And maybe this might be a gift in disguise. Because Deadpool is being, was it, rated R, I believe. And I feel like they needed that. I don't know what, maybe they're trying to do the same hokey pokey bullshit they do with all the other movies, but we need blood, we need people actually getting killed, not none of this, we're fighting robots. Like, we need some of that, we need some of that. Now, don't get me wrong, I fuck with the Marvel MCU, pretty heavy, but I'm gonna be honest, uh, Doctor Strange and the House of Madness, that was a letdown, I felt like it. People were saying it's like it's a darker tone. I'm like, really? Was it? 
it's a it's a I feel like they put sunglasses on. Like it, it's not true. It's not a true darker tone. I expected a lot more in that, but they can only go do so much. But you gotta remember, they're trying to fit in all like make it E for everyone type shit. They're trying to get as many people in seats in for people. But I, I already think that people already know that when you go see a Marvel movie, it's gonna be for everyone. I feel like they should move the age range up a little bit, but at that point it's just like, yo, you know what you're getting when you get a superhero movie. But you should also be realistic and be like, hey, if the parents are allowing the kids to go see this, then it is what it is. There's a rating system for that specific instinct instance. And I'm perfectly fine with that. So I feel like this used to have a real darker tone. Because I don't know I don't think anybody can even say anything bad about the the first Blade movie. Like it was it was good. Now don't get me wrong, you may not like some of the characters, but overall, if it was like not have any Blade movie or have that one, I would love that one. Like that one, that one's good. I might even say, out of all superhero movies, it's up there. It's in my top ten. I'll say it's in my top ten out of all superhero movies. Sorry, remember. It wasn't any other black superheroes. I mean, black heroes in general are black movies with black characters as a main lead. That wasn't some type of, like, gangster story or some shit like that. And, hey, I'm not shitting on those type of movies, but it is interesting that majority of these movies that is put out, if it's black-focused, it's always like, there is a drug dealer in my neighborhood and I live in the project-type bullshit. Like, where's all the sci-fi shit? Like, we need a sci-fi type joint. But here's the problem. I even I even feel this to myself. Like, I, I've already been brainwashed. I've already been brainwashed, and I know it. Sometimes when I watch films, and it's with black actors and stuff like that, and it's only black actors, I feel like I judge it a lot more harshly than I judge it if it was an all-white cast. Now, what does that say about me? Like, the Kool-Aid, like, the the way they marketed shit back in the day, it was all, like, it was perfectly normal to see an all-white cast. When you see an all-black cast, it's, there's something about it. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, Living Single, um, Martin, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I'm just bringing up some TV shows, but not actually movies. But I'm saying, just using those as examples, just cross-cover, you know, bring this together. Those felt organic, but in certain movies, there's something in there. I'm like, this is, there's something off about it. And that's just me. I, I, I don't know what that is. I, have, I don't know my put my finger on it, but I don't know what that is. So I didn't have that feeling in the first Blade movie, but the first Blade movie wasn't an all-black cast. It's literally two black, the main actor and the actress were black. Everybody else was fairly certain were other races. I think were there any other black people? Well, Blade's mother was black. Um, she was swirling. Mm, swirling. Right? She was all up on uh, the main bad guy. I don't know. This guy, this guy took a turn. So I was not expecting this. Here's another example. Black Lightning. That just looks subpar. Just looks subpar. But here's the thing. If you hold it up to a flash, a green arrow. What the fuck is the other shit? Um, Supergirl. I can't remember the other sh- the other show. Um, 
of all those misfits, the Marvel one of all the misfits. I haven't seen Star Girl yet, but if you when you put that out there, if you compare Black Lightning to the rest of those, it didn't look appealing to me. What is going on? But let me get back on track. Now, what can I say about this Blade movie? First of all, I really need him to spend the big bucks on the movie, on the writing, on all the practical effects, CGI, all that. All right? Let's not start half-assing shit when it's a black main character or a black person movie. Let's just say black person. Black starring movie, let's just say. Pick his uh, Wakanda Forever. I don't think this is going to be good, but I'm going to go see it. Going to go support this. I don't think it's going to be good. I have hopes for it, but overall, I don't think it's going to be good. But I want them to keep trying this. Pick is, I want a static shock. Pick is, I don't think they're going to have a live-action Miles Morales Spider-Man. Because he he is killing the game in... um, in the animated movies, which I'm perfectly happy with. So you don't really need two Spider-Mans moving at the same time. So, yeah, that, that wouldn't make sense. But other black-focused characters, that would be a game-changer. <laughs> you know what this reminds me of? There was rumors that uh, Kevin Feige was uh, racist towards uh, Cyborg. So, hmm. Now... That might not mean anything. It might even... But it's still kind of weird that the first Marvel, quote-unquote, MCU black character instantly is just like, well, there's a problem with the scripts. It's kind of weird that that would happen because there was a lot of talk about how fucked up Kevin Feige is and the numerous shit he did to um, Cyborg, Wonder Woman... The crime against humanity that he did with fucking the Justice League movie. So, I don't know. And for those who's like, it's not his fault he wasn't directing with it. But he's overseeing the whole MCU. So, it has to fall on his on his lap. Like, I'm fairly certain he has the one who, who can talk about who's going to be doing what and everything. Like, he's the go-to person. I'm fairly certain he's the one who gets final say-so in this in this part. And the bottom line is, is it good? Is it going to be good? Now, I kind of like all the MCU movies in general. Actually, that's a lie. I didn't like Thor 2 and Thor... Yeah, Thor 2 was trash. Um, I ride them on. Oh, the newest Thor was not good either. So, I don't know what's happening there. But they need to figure that out. Like, they've been on a hot run. Is it because they're pushing out too many movies? And they're going... At the end of the day, there's there's material for them. So I wouldn't assume that they wouldn't even have any problems. There's literally material for them to deep into because the storylines for all these characters have already been told. I know some of them want to put their own spin on it, but why when there's such great stories already made? But I hope they figure this out. With Blade, because I'm trying to show out. I need my black male star and my black female star. I need it. I need this to work. I fucks with Blade. Blade had his own little bullet time too. Blade need Blade needs to come back with a W. Because I don't care what anyone says. 
when they think of Blade overall, even the little TV show they had that they canceled, I believe. I watched I watched those and I was like not bad. But again, great things. DC has finally made some major changes to the DCEU. That goes for the live action films, animation, TV shows. They've been kind of drowning for a bit now. Arrow started to weigh on me, started going a little left in the laser, later season. Flash, fucking goofy. The, oh, the legends. I was fucking talking about the legends the other day. That shit, I don't know what that is. It was just not a good show. Like, the CG was trash. I think it was too much for television in general. They just needed to figure out what they wanted to do with that show. Supergirl's over. It started getting a little campy corny. It's just, they just needed to figure something out at that point. But now they have James Gunn and Peter Safran to lead all their properties. Now, and I say all their properties, I'm excluding the Batman universe because the the new Batman universe with uh, Glitter Batman, they're not touching that. And the Joker, the Joker movies, they're not touching that either. But everything else is falling underneath their umbrella and they're going to guide the DCEU going forward. So that's all the TV shows. That's all the films, except the two that I named. So it, it looks like a pretty good look because they needed someone with guidance. They needed to put someone in that role with guidance. Now, if you remember, they tried to cancel James Gunn. And when they needed a new, uh, not them, but uh, a freaking Marvel tried to cancel them or was on the war path of trying to get him out of here. Because he made some gay jokes, cool, whatnot. But again, you have to know the time frame of that. Those jokes are like seven plus years old. So come on. At that point, and it wasn't like he was saying it out in public. Or was he? I don't remember. But it wasn't harsh enough for that type of treatment. And it's not like he stood on his joke. It was just like, yo, it was a joke. If you laughed, you laughed. If you didn't, you didn't. It was just one of those. But let's let's uh let's look into this because this is fucking big for DC because they were they getting destroyed with the live action movies. They're getting destroyed. The Marvel TV shows, they're hit or miss eight episodes, they're not really doing it because let's just be honest. The eight episode thing that's cool and whatnot, but if you look at the sheer episodes for each season of Arrow, it was around like 22 episodes, 23 episodes. Same thing with Flash. So you have to look at it in that standpoint. But these were their heavy hitters that were on cable TV and shit, or so CW and shit like that. So we have to put it in perspective. But now, with all their doings, they can actually solidify their universe, and tailor-make it because there's only one voice and it's someone who actually, I would say, cares about the series in general. The series, uh, the continuity of things. Like Even if they're going to make some changes, it should stay along with all the 
and they just stay along in the universe. Now, this is pretty crazy. They finally got their Kevin Feige-like person to oversee all the movies, which they really needed one voice. Well, this at this point, two voices to really sit down and be like, build this all together. Now, they DC's been fumbling. We got the Justice League, which was pretty good. The issues I have with some of them is just that, are we... If we're we're going to just talk about some of the bad ones, bad movies. So, A Wonder Woman 2 comes to mind. I feel like that movie was trash. But that was just bad writing. So, I can't chop it up to the overall, MC, I mean, DCU. What else did they drop? Aquaman was good. Shazam is all right. Superman, top tier. Batman, but Batman vs. Superman. People didn't like it, but... Top tier. Top tier. I like that gritty Batman they showed us. Now, with the release... Well, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Black Adam, spoiler alert. I'm, it's all over the internet already. Superman shows up at the end. Now, are we going to bring back Superman? I feel like they have to. I feel like they have to. But is Justice League dead as we know it? Is Zack Snyder going to come back? And fix up some of his, uh, some of the the Snyderverse. Bring back the Snyderverse. Because that's just leaving money on the table. They have a good outline for that story. And hopefully he's been jotting down what they wanted. Uh, he wanted it going forward. Because from everything I see with the Snyderverse, it looks good. But we gotta also take in consideration the Flash is Kind of all over the place. The actor, Ezra Miller, he's kind of all over the place. So he's he is making them look bad. He's toned it down a little bit from what I'm hearing, but he is all over the place. So what do we what do we do with him? There's a lot there's a lot going against the DCEU. But I'm glad they have they made this power move to actually clean up a lot of it. Because I don't know who they had in the seat before. They also canceled Batgirl. Batgirl was just pulled, so it was like, what the fuck? What are we what are we doing here? What are we doing here? It was a practically finished movie. Cost them a couple billion or a mil- couple million? Billion? I don't know what the number was. But they just canned that. So at that point, I'm just like, hey, if you don't have faith in your characters or the storyline, your best bet is to drop something, HBO Max, and see what the see what the response is. Instead of having a full-fledged, well, give it a full-fledged movie, right? Drop it on the CW and see what it is. Then you can, if they're not really feeling it, but you guys want to do something with it, then miniseries. Eight episodes, build it up, blah, blah, blah. It's just new people. Build up the universe. Now, hey, if it's bad enough, then fuck it. From what I was hearing about Batgirl, the people who initially went to see it, the pre-screeners or whatever the case may be, they didn't have anything nice to say about the movie, which is kind of kind of devastating, at least for that woman who starred in the Batgirl movie. You got to remember, what superhero-led female is actually doing it right now? Wonder Woman, I would have said that it was top tier, but that second movie made me question if they can do it again. Black Widow, even, if, even though I liked the movie... It seems that the overall response is that people did not like the Black Widow movie. Who else do we got? 
like the main lead is a female actress. I don't think we have anyone else. At least it's coming off the top of my head. It's very, very difficult, especially if you're going to be a female in a lead position and the movie is shit. Wonder Woman was long. Like, I felt the longness. It wasn't like it was good and then it over... It overstayed welcome. It would. It was bad, and it stayed over. Overstayed his welcome. Like that was just a trash, trash, trash movie. But after I watched the first one, I was like, "All right." The first one had me excited, and then it was just like trash. Now we have the Justice Society in Black Adam. What are they gonna do with that? How does that gonna? Are they gonna have the Rock lead the DCEU? I personally don't really like that because when they do things like that, they try to build everything around the rock and it falls apart. We can say the same thing for G.I. Joe. Was there a need to kill off all your characters in the second G.I. Joe movie? G.I. Joe had something strong. One, two was I. Then they have the Snake Eye movie. I'm just like, I don't know. I think. Is it just the rock acting chops? Is that what I'm not feeling? Like, what is going on here? I think it can't just be the rock. Don't get me wrong. The rock is a very likable person, but his acting, I don't think he has range. I don't I don't think he has range as an actor. At least to if I would say like other movie actors. Uh let's say jo- Joaquin Phoenix. I wouldn't put him on on that type of uh but Jumanji he killed Jumanji. Very comedic. So I don't know. Black Adam was was good. It's probably one of his best performance. Now I don't like how they killed off Doctor Fate. That was uh a no bueno for me. Because Doctor Fate, I feel like Doctor Fate needs his, needs his own movie. He they need a wizard type movie. Like they bring back Constantine, which I'm hearing that Keanu Reeves wants to do Constantine again. So let's do it. Let's just do take it. Let's just do it for the culture. Bring back Constantine. But I think would I think bringing Constantine back in to the fold in the DCEU, I don't think that would be a good idea. I like it as a side, uh, a movie of its own, is like away from everything else. Maybe sprinkle in some information. To make it a part of it, but don't rely heavily on the other thing. Because Constantine 1 was a great movie. Will they be able to bring back all the characters that they had? Maybe, maybe not. But Constantine, overall, great film. They did a lot of work. I respect it. But this move right here, you just say power move. Power move with DC. They look like they're finally taking things serious. Because realistically they were only living off batman super well they were living off batman movies to really be honest superman back in the day yes one norman the flash movies we yet to see aquaman was actually aquaman is a pretty fun movie but you have to be careful with aquaman like i don't want to be all comedic relief like give give up jason momoa some time to flaunt his acting chops. I, I want these guys to do, like, take their craft very seriously. I'm not saying they're not, 
but I like to see them push push themselves to the to their limits. Like I seen Jason Momoa and other things, but it's like it's the, the problem with Jason Momoa and The Rock or Jane Dewan, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It's literally that when you see them, you feel like they're just playing themselves as pretending to be the character. And I don't want to, I wanted to forget and be like that is the character. Like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. He is Ethan Hunt. He is that character. Christian Bale is Batman. He is Bruce Wayne slash Batman. You get me? I want these guys to win. They're likable people, and it just makes sense to allow them to flush their characters out. They need to do some more points of flushing out those characters, and whoever they're bringing in for Aquaman 2, the other characters and whatnot, I want them to just delve deep into it. Now, back to Black Adam. I know I'm jumping around a little bit. I got a little, I got a problem. Black Adam, it was it was pretty good. I did like the amount of time each character got. Don't get me wrong. Hawkman, Dr. Fate, and Black Adam, clearly the three people who were the stars of the movie. The other superheroes in there, uh, the Cyclone and Adam Smasher, they popped in and out. They weren't really focused on them. But I like that. That they focused on them. They didn't focus on The Rock too much. And I'm usually usually being the guy who's like, yo, you focus on the side characters a little too much. But I felt like they played into those three dynamics. Like I felt like they played it, they played off of it and they played it right. And that's that's a great thing. And whoever directed this, which I probably should look at before I started recording, they did they did work. And if this is what we have to look forward to for the other DCU films, they're they're moving in the right place. Now all we need to wait for is Shazam 2, Joker 2, which hopefully what they were saying is uh, not correct with the whole sing-along thing. Don't want that. Wonder Woman 3, if they even start recording. The Flash movie. The Flash movie better be good. For all the extra bullshit they had to go through, that movie has to be good. And that's about it, man. DC power moves. It's looking it's looking bright. But let's see what what are, what they're actually gonna do at the end of the day. Is DC two gone? Is DC two gone? We gotta talk about Bayonetta. We have to talk about Bayonetta. Now, it's kind of a crazy story, and let's let's just go right into it. Now, I don't know what voice actors be making on their movies. I mean, on their video games. But from what I'm being told, it's not that much. But I also have to say, some of these voice actors, the games they're in are not big enough to even ask for what they're asking for. Now, the voice actor for Bayonetta 3 made a claim that she wasn't getting paid enough for the... For Bayonetta 3. Her name is Hannah Tyler. Says that they only offered her 4K for the whole game. Now, 4K for the whole game, what does that really entail? There's a lot of there's a lot of nuance in that, what she said. Right? But let's take it in consideration. If you're playing if you're getting paid 4K and it's like a day's worth of work, I don't know if that's bad. Like I said, I'm not in her industry, 
So I don't really know. But let's also look at what other work she's been doing. From what I've been seeing is that Bayonetta is literally the biggest thing she's been in as a voice actor. She hasn't done anything else since Bayonetta 3. I mean, since Bayonetta 2. So what does that mean? That means that technically she wasn't a sought-after voice actor. They wanted to keep her because she was the voice actor for the other two games. But if she hasn't had any other work besides Bayonetta that's of note, the asking price can't be can't be too high. Like you're you're not in high demand. If you're not in high demand, your numbers are not going up. So Jason Swire came out with some sources saying that they offered her to pay her three to four K per session and there were gonna be about four sessions. HT wanted over a hundred K for the role. Platinum was like fuck out of here and replaced her for a different voice actor. Now Miss Tyler wanted people to boy boycott the game. She made various videos about this and that. But here's the thing. Technically, you already broke NDA by even saying all this. Telling them how much they were going to pay you. Stuff like that. Telling them to boycott the game. Stuff like that. Okay. So, if you're going to go this far, why not just drop the receipts? If they said they were only going to pay you 4 k for the whole thing, show the receipts. Here's the problem. She recorded a video saying all this. It's not like she wrote a, a a Twitter post or whatnot. She recorded a full-fledged video saying all her statements. So people are going to be treating her a lot harsher in what she says because she had multiple videos explaining her side of the point of view. And let's be let's be honest. If you're going to put your point of view out and you want people to take your side, you better damn near have the facts and put your point out in such a way that the general populace would understand. The way she moved was like more an emotion and didn't really delve too deep into what she was actually what she was actually saying. Because people questioned was like, wait, if they're giving you three to four K for four sessions, that's a lot different than they only offered you 4K for the whole game. Those are different numbers. Then you're talking about you want 100K in royalties. I don't know what video game voice actor is getting royalties off their games. I don't know who's doing that. Making 100K, I don't know who's doing that either. You have to be the bigger names in the industry, like Troy Baker. Like you, you got you got to be those big names, and they do basically any job, any job. The crazy part is, is that Bayonetta is not even that big of a game. I believe all through all two games only made about three million copies sold. So what what are we saying? How are you gonna? Also, Platinum's not even in a good spot right now. You gotta remember. These guys filed for bankruptcy multiple times, almost went under multiple times. So what she's asking for could 
technically break them if it doesn't work out. There's no reason for me to believe that Bayonetta 3 is not going to sell copies. But if you're telling me you dropped two games and the two games only sold 3 million copies, the game is niche. The game is niched, and you have to look at it at that point of view. Also, I know I touched back on it earlier, but she wasn't in high demand. This was her biggest role. She wasn't in high demand, and literally, if you have nothing else on your resume, then what are you asking for here? Like, you couldn't even pretend like you had a scheduling problem that you would have to cancel something to get your rate up. Like, it was you were doing nothing. It wasn't like you were doing other video game voices and stuff like that to at least make it seem like, hey, you're in some type of demand. If you're, there's no demand for you, your numbers can't be high. This is the same issue that we had with Monique and Netflix. But the difference is Monique had a body of work beforehand and she had a her body of work was solidified like she's genuinely funny but here's the other problem when she went to netflix she didn't drop anything for years she wasn't doing shows and stuff like that and she was they weren't big enough shows so we took that consideration and netflix giving her a low number they're like I can understand it. I can understand it. Because it's like, hey, yes, you are a big enough name, but you're not doing enough now for us to be like, if we throw something up there with your name on it, that's not going to get an instant watch, which was the main argument. She was like, other, other bigger comedians, let's say Dave Chappelle, was doing numbers on his... On his uh, tours and stuff like that, doing numbers. So Netflix had to give him a bag if they wanted something of his, get a piece of the pie. Like they had to because big enough name, big enough draw, and it's all recent work. When it's recent work, there's no denying. Recent work is like, hey, you played in this, you did this, this, and this. Lowballing you will just waste be a waste of your time at that point because you you can easily say no. They're not in the business of having people say no to them. With just the recent work alone, the numbers are already calculated. Now, but you got to also take into consideration. Amy Schumer was getting paid a couple million from Netflix. She's not as funny as Monique, but she had a two or three movies out. Her little stand-ups that were happening. She was more relevant in the recent years before she came to Netflix. Amy Schumer was a big, big name when she came over to Netflix. Even if I didn't find her funny at all, she had a multiple things going, multiple movies. And people were talking about, there was, there was a lot of buzz. The buzz alone is what they were allowing her to get the, that type of money. Because her, her she's not funny. She was good in that one role, and she tried to use that one role to make multiple movies, TV shows, and all that other shit. They realized they gave her the bag, and it wasn't worth it. Because you really got to look at it like, they took an L on that. I don't think it was anything malicious. It's just like, yo, your catalog and how recently you've been working 
is looked at of like a five through comb when they start offering you numbers. Like, and this bayonet actor wasn't up to par. She didn't have the numbers. She didn't have any type of recent work. She wasn't even high demand. Literally, she was waiting by her phone, waiting for a phone call for this game to drop for them to even suggest even paying her. Now, she's saying it's not a livable wage. You're not getting paid hourly, lady. Stop it. You're not getting paid hourly. You're getting paid a set fee for the set amount of time you're working. Like, when you say it's a livable wage, that means you're working a 9-to-5 permanently type joint. You're not. You're contracted for this one role, and there's a set end date. So what are you even talking about? It's just this woman is delusional. Don't get me wrong. I like her fighting for her bag. But it doesn't make sense. More women should be fighting for the bag. But this one doesn't make sense. For the simple fact is, she wasn't she wasn't even high demand. There was nothing else in her catalog. She should have picked up other games to be in. Animated movies. Hopped in the Disney train. Like, any of these, like, sh- animations, she should have hopped on those and just kept building and building. But it looked like she wanted to half-ass it. And she's she's mad that they didn't want to pay her that much. Let's just be honest. She's she's a no-name in the industry. This is as far as I can tell. If Bayonet is the only thing you're known for, only thing you're known for. And we're not talking about, like, that is your biggest role. That's really the only thing she's known for. Her other roles doesn't even matter. Because they're not even big enough. It's like, what else needs to be said? Royalties from a game that may drop and may sell like a million copies? May sell a million copies? Come on. Come on. Let's just... The numbers don't even add up. The people in GTA aren't getting royalties. Come on. Let's let's think about it. She's just wilding. 